0: Grief, anxiety, loss, and resilience are all topics you'll find here. So grab a cup of coffee and settle in because you're listening to the Strategy Hour podcast brought to you by Boss Project. Join me in celebrating Women's History Month. On March 27th, I'm hosting a special virtual event for her by her presented by Fiverr. We'll be spotlighting and interviewing some of the most successful female business owners and their experiences with Fiverr. In the U.S., women are driving growth, and each year that percentage increases. Women-led startups have more than doubled since 2020, and from 2019 to 2023, women-owned businesses' growth rate outpaced the rate of men's in new businesses' employment and revenue. In this panel discussion, you'll hear from top female business owners who have not only started their own companies, but cater to women through their products and services. Don't miss out. Head to bossproject.com slash RSVP and save your seat for this empowering event created by women for women. It's free to attend. I can't wait to see you there. That's bossproject.com slash RSVP. This message is sponsored and brought to you by Fiverr. Hey, it's Abigail. And I'm Emily. You're listening to the Strategy Hour Podcast. Together, we co-founded the online education company, Think Creative Collective. But we weren't an overnight success. It took building 9 different businesses with everything from a failed cupcake shop to a website design company and everything in between.
1: We tell it like it is. There is no time for sugar-coated strategies. We're your biz fairy
0: godmothers here to dish out aha moments and light bulb dings. Join us on our journey to building a million dollar business. We'll give you behind the scenes tips and tricks that jumpstarted our own success as self-made entrepreneurs and marketing gurus
1: here on the strategy hour you'll hear from hotshot creatives and business tycoons listen in on candid conversations and learn the best strategies that helped
0: others lay their foundations and skyrocket their businesses online we know that success isn't that far out of your reach we know that with intentional strategy a plan and a tribe of people who get you you can make anything happen so put your socks
1: on for a fresh cup of coffee and let's get into some strategy
0: Today on the podcast, we have Bonnie. She is the creator of Source It, which Forbes calls the world's premier education in online hiring and outsourcing for entrepreneurs. She likes to keep it simple, break it down in powerful strategies to help you determine what's the best next steps for you to hire your first or next virtual assistant.
1: Yeah, this episode is really good. It's one of the most actionable episodes that I've listened to regarding hiring VAs, both domestic and abroad. Bonnie breaks it down really simply in this steps in order that which you should take if you're looking to grow your team. And it makes it seem really easy. So we all know how important it is to get the team right. And you might want to just try to get that right the first time instead of struggling like so many small business owners do. So this one is going to let you walk away with techniques on the right questions to ask in the application, how to vet the top performers, why she doesn't do an actual interview and what she does instead, and some really great tips and tricks on how to make it go really smoothly so you can
0: start to build your A-team. Hey, Bonnie. Welcome to the show. Hey, so good to be here. Yeah. Well, when I heard your topic, I got a little excited because... Mostly because I feel like this is a hidden thing that either no one talks about it or somehow it's made out to be super taboo. And I want to talk about it because. Because that's what we do. <laughs> <laughs> well, for whatever reason, hiring overseas tends to be this thing that people make out to be, you know, whatever they want it to be. But we've hired several people. On the other side of the planet, mostly from South Africa, actually. And we've never hired a virtual assistant overseas. And so I'm curious to see what you mean by hybrid sourcing and how that can help you grow a business by getting the help you need inside your business. So I'd love for you to kind of give us an overview on what it means to hybrid source and what sort of things you do to get this process started. Yeah. Okay, great. So, you know, it's interesting. I I
2: imagine that some of your listeners have already tried to outsource, quote unquote. And I imagine oh, yeah. <laughs> that some of them have horror stories. And oh, <laughs>
1: yes, yeah, I could name a lot of them ourselves. Right. So And so
2: here's what I think happens. A lot of marketers out there are, liars, effectively. And they tell these, these half-truths about how outsourcing works. Or maybe they're well-intentioned, right? But they don't give you the full story about how to use outsourcing in your business. And then people go out there and they try to get good results with just outsourcing stuff. And they don't have the complete information. <laughs> and then they come back with like the worst hiring horror stories. And so... The reason for that is because outsourcing alone for a lot of business owners isn't going to be enough. So what I really believe in is getting the best of both worlds, literally, by hiring people both locally, where it counts, and abroad to get the cost-benefit that can really help your business be both effective and profitable. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. That's what I want. Sign me up. Good. Yeah. So one way you can do that is just by, you know, understanding what types of tasks you can outsource effectively and making sure that you, you know, know what you don't outsource overseas. So for me, like things that I never, ever outsource overseas would be like writing That's something that, in order to get like good writing, like you're going to need someone to have a huge cultural understanding, so that they can be an effective communicator and persuader, so to speak. And so, if you're hiring out things that are like your blog posts or your your copy, your sales pages, like good luck. It's like it's only going to get to a certain level, you know. But there's so many other tasks that can support your local virtual assistants, where you can get this incredible cost advantage, where it can be like you have like your virtual assistant do 8 hours worth of research for you on a topic and then you take that to your content writer uh, who is local and you write out the most amazing blog post or maybe you don't have a content writer maybe you're your content writer but now instead of spending 8 hours looking up you know a topic for your blog or your podcast or whatever it is you're talking or whatever your medium is you now have the advantage of eight hours worth of research. So you
0: can be so on point and over deliver for your audience. Does that make sense? Absolutely. So what are those kinds of tasks that you do think makes sense to go abroad with? Yeah. So, so many
2: things. So, I hire out a lot of video work. That's one thing that's like huge and super effective. You can get people on websites like onlinejobs.ph and free up and you can hire out video editing starting at just $5 an hour up to maybe about $20 an hour, depending on the skill level. That's one thing. Anything like web oriented or tech oriented, like setting up landing pages. You can get people starting at just five dollars an hour to set up really advanced web pages. Again, the range always depends on the skill level. So like if you're dealing with someone who's way more skilled, then they they do need to command more, but you're not paying $80 an hour, you know, or starting to fiddle with WordPress yourself and like wanting to shoot yourself. Yeah. I I can't, (laughs) (laughs) you know?
1: So are you thinking these are best set up as like one-off projects and then you find someone else to work with? Or do you see that you're building long-term relationships with these VAs?
2: Uh, Oh, all of, yeah. All of these people I've had long-term relationships with and as have many of my clients. So, so, to dig deeper, right? It's like you can hire out like a lot of your virtual assistant processes and systems. Like you can find someone overseas who has perfect English and is like super analytical, super smart. You just weren't, aren't going to want to have them being like in a forward facing role. So for instance, like, let's say part of your ongoing business was doing Facebook ad management and you had a process and the system around it and it was like pretty dialed in, but there's things that need to be done every single day. Like you need someone to check like, okay, what's our cost per action today? Or, you know, whatever you need someone to do that <laughs> and you need someone who's accurate and you can find someone again, starting at maybe, you know, three, $5 an hour to do that. Maybe $6 an hour just depends on, you know, who you're hiring um and they can do that for every single day and then your local virtual assistant if you have one is freed up to do the things that light their soul on fire and they're not feeling as dragged down by trying to be everything for you. They're not trying to be your graphic designer. They're not trying to be your web person. <laughs> they're not trying to be your Facebook you know, manager, so to speak. And that allows them to flow in their zone of genius. That makes them happier. And yes, you can have these people all over the world become a close-knit part of your own team.
0: So, I noticed that part of your story was that you were able to utilize this kind of hybrid sourcing to quadruple your income in just 3 months. How how did you do that?
2: Yeah, it was interesting. So, the quick story around that is I was doing everything wrong in my consulting business when I first got started with it and I was doing everything myself. And I was like pretty good at a lot of different things, but I wasn't excellent at any of them. And I was incredibly time inefficient. And so what would happen is like, I basically would just do everything. And then I was like, I just spent a week creating this landing page. I'm pretty sure I can't charge them for that. Because <laughs> I knew I wasn't, I wasn't, I wasn't successful with, with doing it all. And so my income really showed that like in the first two years of my consulting business, I made just $16,000 a year, which was super hard. And like, I was having people come to me and be like, you know, Bonnie, like you really need to get a job. Like, this is ridiculous. And I was like, you're right. (laughs) But, but then I like, I got the idea that I needed to hire like local help. And I hired this woman, Lisa, who was retired. And I did something that a lot of your students can do, which is use virtual work to their advantage. Meaning one of the benefits of hiring virtually is you can tap into these untapped markets that you wouldn't necessarily get in your normal hiring pool. And so like, I hired this woman, Lisa, who is a retiree Right, and she had done multi-million-dollar projects at AT and T, and she had managed three hundred employee divisions and gotten everything super on time and super on budget. And she came in and she said, "Okay, let's develop some processes and systems here. Let's take these people who are working with you, you know, internationally at the time, just between like two and three dollars an hour. Let's systematize what they're doing and then let's resell that to your clients." I mean, it was like, okay. Yeah. That sounds wonderful. And it was really amazing is like within three months, she had quadrupled my income. It went up even more from there. But just in three months, she had gotten me up to like, uh, I guess, whatever 16 times four is. (laughs) And I was like, I remember I was really sad and like happy at the same time because I had gotten pneumonia. And I was like sick in bed, knocked out for like about a couple weeks. And I remember like crying, like looking at my paycheck from one of my clients, and thinking to myself, "I have pneumonia. <laughs> I just made four times as much money as I've ever made in my life, and I didn't do a damn thing. This is amazing because like because this is like just the most powerful thing like not only did I realize how powerful it was for me, but I also realized how powerful it would be for anyone I knew and that's where at that light bulb moment where like, I was like, wow, like I need to tell everybody about this. Sure.
1: So who manages all of these people and how many VAs do you normally have working on your team at one time?
2: It just depends on like what we're working on. There's been times where I've had project managers helping me. There's been times where I've been the project manager. I onboard and off peop offboard people depending on what I'm doing. My core staff always includes a content writer. It always includes at least one virtual assistant in the Philippines right now we have two we always have a video editor because we produce a lot of video content. I like to have a graphic designer who is available to me, although they tend to be more in a freelance role. And then I always have a virtual assistant who's local.
1: So does is it that person helping manage like the communications with everyone or it's you like what systems do you use I guess to kind of organize all of that, and make sure everyone's working together?
2: Yeah, we use Asana, which I love. But I tend to have the virtual assistants manage people on my behalf when I can. But I I just want to be honest, sometimes it doesn't work out that way. Like, sometimes, like, I like to be pretty hands on with my video editing. So I'll communicate with my video editors directly. And I'll make them little jings and be like, change this, change that. That's offensive.
1: <laughs> yeah there's definitely some stuff that doesn't translate well from we've gotten we've heard of some of those like in the time of our business of like this means something else in another country so maybe like let's edit that. And I'm like, oh, thank you.
2: Yeah or like sometimes they're from countries which are like not at all diverse. And so you're like, right, actually that's not a good image to use. Let's get rid of that please.
1: <laughs> I love that. So I want to take it back a little bit. And a lot of our listeners are new business owners. They're just getting started. They are maybe honestly thinking about bringing on their first VA or hire at all whatsoever. And so if someone was wanting to kind of get started, maybe before they get pneumonia or before they're at their wits in and needing to have help, what's your best kind of plan of action for someone to start tackling this in baby steps? Sure. Okay. So
2: I'm going to give you a process. And what I'm going to say about this process is this process is really going to take out a lot of the work in the hiring process. It's really three main steps. So at a high level overview about what we're about to go through, I'm going to talk to you about having a really good attractive job ad. Then we're going to talk about how do you quickly and easily filter people. And then we're going to go through How do you like interview them or really just know who who the best person is for you? So it starts by having like a really attractive job ad. What a lot of entrepreneurs forget when they're creating job ads is they they just kind of do what everyone else does and they just talk about like what they need and want. And it's sort of like going on a date with somebody who only talks about themselves and like what they need... (laughs) And like, not only is that like super boring, but like you're going to drive your best people away. So what you should do instead is like create a job ad that entices someone. So talk about what your culture is. Talk about what your mission is. Talk about what your reason why is, you know, talk about some of the unique perks of working with your company. Like, are you a lot of fun? Are you a kind and supportive boss? Are they going to learn a lot in this position? Are you in in an industry which is booming and and they're going to create, they're going to get to learn an on-demand, a highly in-demand skill set? You know, there's different perks for every single job, but you want to include that in the job ad because the truth of the matter is your top performers, the type of people who are going to really take your company to new heights and care about your business as much as you do they're not just working for the money. They're working for a bigger reason. So really tapping into their intrinsic motivation in the job ad itself is really going to pull in your best people. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, for sure. That's definitely a mistake that we've made in the past of trying to just get clear on like, here's what you're going to do in this role. But it makes perfect sense to paint that bigger picture of here's why you might want to even do these things in this role.
2: Yeah, and and there's so many things to say right like I if I imagine if I was a virtual assistant and I had the chance to work with you guys I'd be like oh this is so cool <laughs> these ladies are amazing their brand is a gorgeous like their podcast is the bomb.com like how amazing <laughs> is it to be a part of this right but but if you don't like sprinkle in those benefits <laughs> you know like it's just like you know it's just it's like this is what we want and need like I mean you're you're just not going to attract the same level person, right? And not everybody is at the, um, who everybody who's listening has a podcast, but maybe they're just a really nice person to work with who really va- values integrity and honesty and putting those types of things about your company culture in the ad is really going to reel in someone who's similar to you.
1: Yeah. So what type of sites do you recommend people using to host these ads? Yeah, it depends. So I think
2: that if they're looking to hire overseas, onlinejobs.ph can be good. There's a bunch of Facebook groups that can be good. They're geared towards hiring virtual assistants overseas. Free up virtualstaff.ph can be good. The biggest thing is ha- putting the, the job on a variety of websites because you have to remember that when you're hiring a top performer, right? you're hiring somebody who is really at the top, you know, 10% of the workforce. And so if you don't put the job on enough sites, then you can have like 10 people apply. <laughs> and then you meet that means you have one top performer. And if that person doesn't laugh at your jokes or they don't get you or like you have a weird energy together, I guess <laughs> like it's just not going to be a fit. So making sure that you cast a wide net so that the right person can even see your ad is really important.
0: I remember talking to my friend and she, I can never remember which island. She lives on an island because that's normal, I guess. I don't know. (laughs) And she wanted to hire someone. And the most interesting thought, she used Craigslist. And I was like, what? I said, that is not. No, you didn't. She's like, (laughs) did is she still alive? She didn't get murdered, did she? No. She's like, (laughs) she's my best employee. She's like, now granted, I had to groom her. Like, she didn't necessarily have the skills, like, but she was teachable, and she was inexpensive, and she was domestic, so she wasn't overseas. But I was. I was like, that just sounds like so much work. So, how have you? Uh, Finding those, when you say the top performers, like, I think my biggest hesitation to even try something like this is basically because I don't feel like I have the time to onboard appropriately or get them Mm -hmm. set up appropriately. And even weed through all of those people. So how do you even, how do you figure out who is at the top of the pack when they start applying? Mm, and then? Today's podcast is sponsored by Squarespace, the only all-in-one website platform we use and recommend to our clients. Squarespace makes it easy to create beautiful websites, engage with your audience, and sell your products and services all in one place. Visit squarespace.com slash boss project to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Squarespace has professional website templates with designs for nearly every category and use case. Start with a flexible template, then customize it to fit your unique needs. With Squarespace extensions, you can connect your website to vetted, third-party tools to fully customize your website exactly the way you want it. Whether you sell services, products, or digital items, Squarespace has the tools you need for your online store. You can now host your videos on Squarespace and show them on beautiful video pages. You can even sell access to your videos with member areas. Go to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That's squarespace.com slash boss When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out the job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. I love that Indeed makes it easy to hire. When we've hired in the past, the process was full of unqualified applicants. With Indeed, we can target the right candidates for the right positions. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Just go to Indeed.com slash strategy hour right now and support our show by seeing you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
2: Perfect. Thanks for bringing us back on track. Okay. So so two things, just, just to add to your comment. I actually have found a lot of my best people on Craigslist also, and I've found people who have been like worked for E! News
0: like, and Forbes magazine. It's like they're <laughs> unemployed and they don't know where to look. It's so weird. It's funny because everybody's on Craigslist. So I love Craigslist,
2: but I, I, again, agree with you in saying that you have to have a right filtering process so that you don't have a serial killer come as <laughs> your uh, next employee. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm pretty sure they're on Craigslist as they are everywhere. So your next process is you need to make sure you have a filtering process that saves you, the person who's hiring, a lot of time. So what I like to do is I create a filter form or a Google form to really eliminate me looking at any resumes or like going through any cover letters, like which are mostly templated anyways, and filled with lies and false positives.
0: <laughs> filled um, with lies. <laughs>
2: So what I like to do instead is I like to test whether or not someone has the skills for the job. So how do you do that? Well, you ask really good questions. Now, what a lot of the really smart entrepreneurs do is they ask questions that gauge enthusiasm of the candidate. So they'll ask questions like, why do you want to work for us? Or what makes you a really good fit for this role? and I get why they ask that, but the reason why those questions like don't work is you're asking questions <laughs> about like how well they can sell themselves in the position, how well they can communicate, which is totally different by <laughs> than like how well they can do the job. <laughs> so what you're going to want to do instead is ask them maybe one or two hypothetical questions that would test do they have the skills for the job you're hiring for. So let's say you're hiring for a virtual assistant who's going to do tech stuff for you, right? Ask them a question about a situation of stress that they might actually be in. So ask a question like this. It's 4:01 and we're going live with our webinar and all of a sudden Bonnie's audio card crashes and we can't hear her. And <laughs> and the video that was pre-recorded starts spontaneously looping everything has been tested in advance. <laughs> what are five things you're going to do to inform our attendees, manage the affiliates who are promoting this <laughs> and salvage sales and technically get us back up and running right away? So that's a really intense question, right? Like, But, but what that does is it tests for their ability to work without instruction. It tests their problem-solving ability. It tests their ability to work through a situation of stress where they don't have all the answers. And what you're going to find is there's going to be people who go through those types of questions and they're going to say, I don't know, I would ask you what to do. Those are not your people. (laughs) And then person who's going to say, well, first I would send a message to the attendees and I would say X, Y, Z. And second, I would get you like a handkerchief because you're probably about to cry. You know, third, (laughs) I would, you know, send this message to the affiliates. I would do this and this and this, right? Those kinds of answers are really going to tell you that they are thinking everything through, you know, and When you combine that with asking a question about how much you want to get paid, how much they want to get paid per hour, oh my God, you've just created this really beautiful circumstance where you can find the very best person for
0: the very best price. Sure you've heard all the rage about growing an email list. You've been told to nurture your subscribers, add value to them, make them want to open every love note from you. But what about actually converting
1: them? What about having a sequence that makes you money instead of one that just adds to the digital mountain of unread emails? What if you could start selling your signature product, your most popular item, or best-selling service straight
0: from an email? We teamed up with a team over at ConvertKit, our favorite email service provider for small businesses to create an amazing free program for you to do just that. It's called Email Like a Boss, and it not only gets you set up with things like building your landing page, opt-in form, and welcome sequence, but we also help you write the thing. And you even get to try on Convert Kit for free for
1: 30 days so you can get set up and start seeing action in your inbox. Head over to thestrategyhour.com slash email to enroll and get started today. Yep, unlock everything at thestrategyhour.com slash email.
0: Ever wondered what business books we can't live without? or where we got that awesome romper, or even the super practical everyday stuff we can't live without that makes our life just straight up functional.
1: Not only can you shop our closet and our offices, but this is straight up the ticket to find all of our latest faves and raves, all categorized and organized for you in
0: the cutest little shop. We're sharing all of our Amazon finds, office essentials, oily supplies, photography equipment,
1: this mic that makes me sound super sexy,
0: dog mom gear, that caboodle you've been eyeing again, and that's just the tip of the iceberg. So forget heading to amazon.com. You need to rewire your brain to navigate to thestrategyhour.com slash shop first. Why? Because I bet we already found the best deal and saved it right there for you. Head to thestrategyhour.com slash shop now to check it out. So tell me about that price conversation. Because are most of these sites, are you proposing what you're going to pay them when you advertise? Are you having that conversation when they apply? Like, how is that happening?
2: I want to tell you that it just depends. It depends on every single role for me. Here's what I would tell your listeners. So if they're in a position where they have no idea what something should be, just put depends on experience or DOE fair compensation or competitive compensation, DOE, right? So you're not giving them a price range. If you already know what something should cost because you've already had a lot of great experiences with a certain person or a certain price range, then just go with that. You know, say this is going to be between... 15 to $25 an hour or 15 to $20 an hour. That's a bit of a smaller range. Some people would disagree with me because they'll, there's, they'll say, oh, well, people will just pick the top of the range, but there's ways around that too. So I, yeah. I,
1: well, and I think it could open up the conversation for like, if they don't have enough experience, maybe you start at 15, but you say based on these results, we can bump you up or whatever. I think everything is a conversation. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> I love that. So Okay, we have our thing listed. We've gotten some applications. We're filtering through these things because we've asked really, really great questions. Do you hop on a call with your candidates?
2: I've got to tell you, I love how on point you guys are. You're just like <laughs> keeping it so streamlined and focused. Love that. Okay, so yes. So your next step is to I I typically do hop on a really quick screener call, so to speak. I try to keep those like 10 minutes or less. I really try to stay firm with that because if it becomes an interview, you're going to end into the land of false positives with interviews. And you're going to start testing for your likability with the candidate and how much rapport you have versus how well they can do the job. So really try to- Those are
1: so hard to like separate in your, should I hire? Should I keep this person? Like that, that's that been like, I think our biggest difficulty.
2: Here's what I like to tell my students. Interviews are sort of like the equivalent of this. Go with me on this, right? Imagine you had a friend and they said to you, oh my God, I just discovered the most perfect man ever ever, I saw his profile online. He's so cute. And I got on a quick conversation with him. And guess what? We're going to move in together for the next year. Isn't this great? He told me he's going to be so great on our dates. And he's going to buy me flowers. And he's going to be like, <laughs> just like the best. He told me we're going to actually we're going to get engaged and we're going to go to Paris. So I'm like, I'm feeling really good about how this is going to go based on this conversation. Like, And plus his Tinder profile was so On point. Like you would tell that person, okay, sit down. You're crazy and you're not moving in for the next year. But here's the funny thing, right? We're laughing, right?
0: it's so true though like i can think of so many scenarios where i like got off the call and i was like that was the best thing that we ever did and they're amazing and then six months later i'm like why the fuck did we hire them uh-huh <laughs> uh-huh,
1: uh-huh.
0: yeah p.s i love you guys if you're working for me i love you
1: <laughs> <laughs> we're not talking about you trust those people are long gone it's so funny that feeling sucks. Yeah. It does
2: suck. And it sucks for everybody, right? So so here's what you can do for both parties to make sure that that doesn't happen. So you just have a really quick conversation with someone and you just say, hey, listen, we're going to have a quick call. It's not an interview. And it's just to get to know you a teeny bit, tell you about our hiring process, ask you, if you have any questions get them committed to doing what we're going to call our project dates or our our interview projects, if you prefer to call it that. And so you would say to someone, I'm going to pretend Emily's our candidate. I'd say, Emily, I loved what you had to say on our filter forum. You really rocked it. And I can tell you're super smart, super competent, but I got to tell you, Emily, I don't want you to step into this role if it's not a fit for you. And you're not really jazzed up about the types of things we're doing together. And it really has to be a fit on both sides. So here's what I'm proposing we do, Emily. I want to do an interview project together and I want to see how do we work together? Because I know if it's not a fit on your side, Emily, it's not going to be a fit on mine and vice versa. But there's no way we're going to know that until we actually work together. How does that sound, Emily? Sounds great. Let's do it. <laughs> that's what I've 99.9% of people have said. I've never had someone say no. If they say no to that, then That's alright. It's fine. Yeah. And sometimes I I do pay people for those interview projects, I'm going to be honest. Like I might give them an interview rate for that project, which would not be the full rate. It's just a courtesy for to them for their time. Sometimes I don't. just depends on like how many other great candidates I have. And I try to be pretty transparent with them about that too. Like I would just say like, Emily, this is part of our interview process. It takes the place of an interview. It's not a paid thing, but it will only take you an hour and it'll really help us know whether or not this is a fit.
1: And then you literally just give them a project. Give them a
2: project. Make sure it's not overextending. Like Do you something that's going to take them an hour
0: and then go from there? So I've done the project thing for people that have the same background as me. So for instance, I went to school for graphic design. I worked in graphic design. I know how to hire a graphic designer because I know what to look for. When it comes to basically any other role, I'm like, how do you give someone who's going to answer my emails for customer service, a test project. I don't have a freaking clue. So what are some other examples of test projects when it's not coming out with like a finished product that's like on brand or something?
2: That's a great question. So, so we have a training course that kind of goes through all of this and it goes in depth into every single role. And it's a little different and having some experience on, you know, Each individual role really helps. But to answer your question quickly, for customer service, I would start with asking them questions about their emails. So find your difficult customer emails. And have them answer those those emails. So find a, a customer service email where they're like, "I cannot work the button. I don't know it works." Like you, you guys are retarded. You're a retarded brand because you can't create buttons that work. And you're like, okay, respond politely to that customer and keep our brand voice intact. And you know, tell them what you would say. You know, that's like a great example. Or like, just try to think about. With any role, think about what are the things that they're going to be doing on a day-to-day basis. Do they need to be extremely detail-oriented? Do they need to be an excellent communicator? Do they need to, again, act without all the information and and handle things? So like, you know, Abigail and Emily are on an island with Richard Branson. You can't contact them. <laughs> and this problem comes up with one of their clients. What do you do? You know, or, you know, it's just like those kinds of things. It's like, okay, how do they, how do they think on their feet? Those types of questions will really help. Did that answer your question?
1: That was super helpful. Is there a scenario that you have found that, so I'm trying to like reverse engineer it of like, this is what I want to find out if this person can do. So what's the best scenario to put them in to see that I can, like get that answer. So I think our biggest issue in past hires has been people are like lean to us too often and they can't think for themselves. They can't think quick on their feet and they can't like actively seek a solution without kind of our guidance. So what scenarios have you seen that you put people in to be like, oh, they're a real go getter or they can, they can find that sufficient. Right.
2: Yeah. So for the test projects or for the hypothetical questions?
0: Well, I guess how are they different? Because I I'm like, do you just do one or two for the the beginning part and then the test project is like six or seven? Like yeah. how are you differentiating between what is on the front end versus...
2: Yeah, the hypotheticals, I try to just think about like really challenging situations that they would be in where all the information that's necessary to answer the question is there. And then they have to think on their feet a little bit, you know, or even do a little bit of research on me to like get the answer completely right. But I try to think about it in terms of what's fair to them. So I think, oh, something that'll take them like 20 minutes to do is, is what I think about. And then in terms of like situations that i put people through in the interview projects i if it's a writer i'll have them write something in my voice if it's somebody who is doing tech stuff for me i say here's the login to something i try to keep it like pretty minimal so like if they go crazy like it's fine <laughs> you know here's the login to something Tell me what you would like do to solve this problem. You know, this isn't integrating with that, or my iPhone isn't working the way I want it to fix it, you know. So those kinds of things. For virtual assistant, like I've seen people ask questions like, okay, like this is the information you need to solve the problem. Like here's like how I typically like to travel, like find three hotels that fit that, you know, things like that. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, for sure. I think. Yeah, I think we could do a better job at like creating real life scenarios that have happened in our day to day where we wish someone had done the job in a different way, or we expected a certain result to try to, to see if we can get that. So (laughs) the next
0: person that applies, this is their scenario. Emily hasn't gone to the dentist in two years. (laughs) Her, (laughs) her. (laughs) <laughs> company is XYZ. Here's her policy uh-huh. number and the phone number for customer service. Find a dentist in her local area and make an appointment in the next two weeks. Yep.
1: I'm going to do test projects of real <laughs> things that I need done in my life <laughs> so I can also get it done. Yes. That's what I do.
2: I try to keep the like, sensitive information sure. to like, yeah. a minimum. I'm like, is there something where I can't give them my policy number? But you know, but yeah, I think that's perfect, and and you rephrased it really nicely because you said like just think about problems you've already been through, and that's that's really helpful because those are yeah. the kinds of problems they're going to be dealing with in the job itself. And yeah, I think also taking ownership of your communication is is also important. So like, I'm not saying you guys, but I do I do see one really common problem with people when they start working in virtual teams. And it's that they're continually getting crappy work in virtual team settings. And they can't figure out why because they work, they've work they worked really effectively in office settings. And the thing to remember is like in a virtual environment, 90% of our nonverbal communication is missing. So you're writing out text alone, 90% of your messaging is gone because you don't have your vocal tonality, which transmits our emotions. (laughs) And you don't have your body language, which is also transmitting your feelings and your emotions. And so people aren't going to get the message as clearly when you're taking out the visual medium. So adding that back in and making sure that you, you know, use tools like Jing, you use, you know, screen sharing, you show and tell what you want. And you use voice messaging tools like Voxer and you say, Hey, this is what I want. Like, let me know if that makes sense. Having people like reiterate what you just said and say, Hey, like, could you just give me a quick summary of what I just said? I just want to make sure I'm being clear. I'm working on like (laughs) making sure I'm being really clear with my instructions because I know that sometimes I'm really fast and sometimes I don't always say all the details. So if I miss something that you need to solve the problem, just ask me up front.
1: Yep. And until they invent holograms where we can just like beep up in someone's office real quick, then like <laughs> well, we're all gonna have to get well, better at and that. And I,
0: I really <laughs> enjoy your you saying that like make the test projects instead of an interview because I find mm-hmm. that I am so jaded by how someone acts on video. Yes. However, I rarely work that way. Like I hardly ever see my team. We're slacking 99% of the time. And so if we're Mm -hmm. slacking 99% of the time and I give you a test project or talk to you, like that's not actually how life's going to be. So I need to figure out how you type, you know? Yeah.
1: Yeah. How do we interpret typed words? Because that's a whole skill.
2: Yeah, one thing I think I should mention that I didn't yet is that I like to do this test project or interview project with more than one person, just like you would likely go on dates with multiple people before you'd find your perfect person. I think. See, I just like married the first guy I met in college. Cool. So Sometimes like- <laughs> people get lucky. That's true. You know, I, I get that, but but you can't teach luck, and you, and when you're doing systems and business, sure. you can't be like, I hope I get lucky. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you know it's fortunate when when we find the virtual assistant without really looking very hard and it's a perfect fit <laughs> but it doesn't always work that way and so right. so when you're teaching people to re- reproduce the process you know going out on a couple different project dates with a couple different people and saying to Emily and to you know, Abigail and Dabani and saying, hey, like we're just gonna do this interview project and doing it with my top candidates, of which you are, congrats, you're amazing. And yeah, we're just gonna do this and see how it goes and get it to me in 48 hours. And if you would like, you can you can hire people on a trial basis for a week, or you could, you know, give continual interview projects or more than one. It just kind of depends on
1: how in demand you feel like you are. I'm a huge fan of trial hires. Like I I we need to do more of that because we like 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 dive in really quickly. And we have learned time and time again that like let's set like a 30-day or a two-week or whatever to where at the end of that, like if we're all just not jiving, we can be, you know, we can part ways on much better terms than if it's like, you know, whatever we're all knee deep in this and it gets difficult.
0: So to kind of flush this out, I want to jump into talk strategy to me. Let's break it down. Three to five action steps. If I'm gonna start hiring more help, where do I start? What do I do in the simplest forms? Like, I wanna I want to start seeing candidates in the next week. What do I do? Quick, quick result. Okay. So you need to get a job ad. You need to like write,
2: write out like, okay, what's this job gonna entail? What are the tasks? What are the responsibilities? What are the perks? So just like give yourself like 10 minutes to think about what would be all the perks that you know, you're know you going to get by working with you. You have the podcast, you're going to have a download. So just think about that. Okay. You got 10 minutes. You did that. Okay. Perfect. You got your job ad. Now you're going to post it you're going to just bite the bullet. It's going to take you like maybe 30 minutes or so, or an hour to post on a couple different sites. You post on a couple different sites. Perfect. Done. All right. Now you have a job form. You make the job form, the Google form. You ask them a couple different hypothetical questions. You ask them what's their rate. Then you go through the candidates. You're like, oh, I love this person. They're so awesome. And oh my God, they're my perfect rate. Oh, I love this. This is so good. Then you are like, okay, I'm going to reach out. am going to schedule some quick calls. Or you can skip that step if you would like, if you feel confident that like people are going to move straight into the test tasks. And then you just give them a, the, your top three candidates, your top two candidates, some sample projects or one sample project up to you. And then you just see who does the best and who works the best with you. And I've gotten other people, other podcast hosts who have been on their shows, and they're like, Bonnie, that sounds like so much work. Like, I don't have time for that. And I'm like, here's the deal. Like, it's so much work to do everything yourself. It's so much work to have people who drag down your company's performance. It's so much work to rehire. And you got to know, like, the traditional hiring process, like, results in, like, a 90% mishire rate so it's so much work to start over and this wor- this process though it'll take you a little bit to do it it's going to save you so much work in the long run because the people who are a players they transform your company i have so much less work to do now because i have such amazing people on my team who every time i open up an inbox message from them i'm like oh, i love you <laughs> As good as you are at the stuff, like I love, I just worship like the ground you walk on. Like, thank you so much for being on. Like, that is like such a continual uplifter that, yeah, okay, you have to spend a little time on it. But like, if I told you this process took you an hour, that I'd be selling you a lie. <laughs> and I don't want to do that. I, w- I want to tell you that it could take you as as little as maybe like three to five days to go through this process. You know, it's three to five days of your life to get so much more money back in your pocket, right? Because you're not going to be doing the low dollar per hour stuff, so you can be doing your fifty or hundred dollar an hour work, or your two hundred and fifty dollar an hour work, whatever you charge, right? That's going to give you lots of money. That's going to give you so much more time to do the things you love, like spend time with people you love, and do your hobbies and your activities, and feel better about yourself on a day to day basis. And again, make more money. And it's like. I mean, what's your time worth? Three to five days. Do you do you have that to get all that time back? I don't know. I do.
1: <laughs> For sure. Yeah. I think it's definitely just about reprioritizing and understanding that this has a a longer lasting effect than you continuing to do the work that you exactly. are right now. That's like <laughs> bogging up your day. So and I'm saying that to myself <laughs> and We need that. So thank you so much for this. This was super helpful. And I hope that you know whether you guys listening are thinking about your next or your first hire, I hope that this gave you some strategies, no matter where you're looking, domestic or abroad. And I know it's definitely helped us kind of figure out how to restructure our own process to make it smoother and better in the long run. If people want to continue to learn from you and get more information from you, where can they do that? So we have a one-hour masterclass
2: over at www.livemoreformula.com. So that's an in-depth training that goes through all the steps I just told you about, and it goes through everything at a glance. So if people need a refresher on it, it's a great place to go. LiveMoreFormula.com.
1: Awesome! Thank you so much, Bonnie.
2: Yeah, this is so fun. I really enjoyed being on your podcast.
1: lead generation, page builder,
0: conversion rates, it's all a little bit of online business jargon, right? Except that these things actually matter. Like if you actually take the time to care about them, they can have big impacts on your dollar bills, babe. But who has the time to master that kind of thing, especially if you'd rather be designing, styling, blogging, coaching, or gramming, right? Well, we have good news for you. One of
1: our very first biz investments was in a system that did all of this for us. Like drag and drop easy. Literally, we could just boop dee de boop bop and bam. We'd have a high converting lead generation machine. Whether it be for our
0: latest webinar, opt in, thank you page, or upsell, we did it all with lead pages. Lead pages is truly amazing out of the box. It allows you to publish unlimited landing pages, drive traffic, and capture limitless leads, connect your tools like ConvertKit, Shopify, or Squarespace, easily experiment and optimize so you can get the best conversion for your business. You can try lead pages now for free by heading to thestrategyhour.com slash
1: lead Don't worry about learning all this tech stuff yourself. Trust in the pros by using lead pages. Thanks for listening to the Strategy Hour podcast. For show notes, links, downloads, and other awesome resources, head to thestrategyhour.com.
0: If you enjoyed this episode, it would mean so much to the both of us if you'd take a minute to leave a review. And while you're at it, don't forget to subscribe so you can listen next time as we dish out some more awesome strategy. Looking to elevate your brand without the headache? Join The Co-op, our creative template shop membership. With thousands of easy to customize templates, all crafted to seamlessly fit your business aesthetics. We make nurturing leads and driving sales effortless. We're talking serious impact and seriously simple creation. Become a member now at creativeshopcoop.com and transform your business today. That's creativeshopcoop.com.